everybody and welcome to Into the Smowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel. I am your host, Elon McGag, and joining me as always, he is the Grace Hancock to my Christian Herloff. He is Luke Stuttered. Luke, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Need a haircut, but that's a personal problem. Don't worry, I also need a haircut, but doesn't matter. Personal problems everywhere. How has your week been? Before we get into the show, how has your week been? It's good. Um, all weekend I've been working on photos and editing and trying to be the master class at editing that I am, you know. <laughs> you I mean, I've seen some of your I mean, I've seen some of your photos. They are pretty good, well saturated, good color correction, the contrast. And I'm trying to say terms that deal with photos. So maybe it's working. Hey, hey, I give it to you. I am proud of you for having somewhat of a knowledge, somewhat sort of kind. Well, look, whenever um, we had some of our um, people at where I work, whenever they needed someone to take photos for their social media, I was always the person with the phone taking the photos of them. I knew exactly how to frame a shot because I took a class called photojournalism. So I needed to know how to take pictures. Well, me and you still need to get together and do a photo shoot so we can get some cool shots for our YouTube channel because yeah. it doesn't look that great that our pictures are not from actually taking together. Look, I just know that someday we're going to get together and we're going to sit at a table across from each other. Someone's going to take a photo of us at the table and that's going to be the new thumbnail. I'm good with that. We can, we'll change it up. We'll figure it out. But, you know stuff happens so yeah i even i look let me even lay it out for you let me even lay it out it's going to be like the picture like imagine the what we have for the um uh thumbnail now the final exam and shazam match it'll be yeah. that in the center then little cropped off on the side me on one side you on the other like that's the table or me and you standing right next to each other looking all I mean, you can try the second one. That won't work for me. No one's ever going to be able to look at me and go, oh, that big boy's sexy. I, I, I can do work. I can do work. And if anyone, any, if we have any ladies that watch that and somehow have that thought process going on, hit me up on Twitter. You know, you, you, <laughs> it's so easy. It's just a simple message. That simple. All right. Let's actually get into the show, buddy. Yeah, let's get into the show. You you start us off. You know who the Rookie of the Week is. I'll be one moment. All right. The first of, of the week is Rookie of the Week. Our Rookie of the Week is Eric Whiteley. Yes. Why we went with Eric Whiteley. Whiteley. Well, first of all, the reason why I chose Eric Whiteley is because he's going to have a match later this week. He's going to debut in the Star Wars division. So I thought, what better way than to showcase anyone but to showcase him? And I'm not saying that his opponent is any lesser, that we shouldn't showcase Joey. Joey? It is Joey, correct? I think it's Joey. Johnny. Johnny Hoy. Hoy. I don't know. It is John Hoey. John Hoey. 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 Something. See, that's the name. I See, that's why I was thinking Joey. But the reason why I didn't want to showcase him is because Eric has a very popular YouTube channel called Blind Wave, which 
at Blind Wave, what they mainly do is they do reactions. They have their own podcasts. He sort of like, when I started like found out who Blind Wave was, I sort of saw him as the leader of the team. I bet if I spoke to Eric one-on-one about this, he would disagree with me. And it's like, no, it's like a partnership. We're all, we're all teammates, we're all partners. I'm like, yeah, but every team has a leader. And I'm, and I'm guessing that's you. And they react to different movies, TV shows, trailer reactions. Like I first discovered them because I saw them do a reaction of the, oh, the runaway dinosaur season one of the flash. I saw oh. their reaction of that. And I was like, man, they're actually getting real in depth with it. I am shocked that I remember that was a, that was the title of one of the episodes in season one. Wait, we've got to do a, a Flash episode. Just, just talking know. about the show. Yeah, because you know me and you talk about that anyway. Yeah, we have literally watched. I need to catch up, but we have, as of right now, before like this season ends, we have literally seen every single season Ooh. from beginning to end. And yeah. you may you may not like it at sometimes. I've I've loved so far, except for season four, a majority of the seasons. Well, Eric Whiteley, we are rooting for you. I hope you do a great job this week. We'll yes, you know he is a part of the quirky mercs, and let's see if the quirky mercs will be able to get more positive on the leaderboard. But we can talk about that later as you saw in the thumbnail but anyway next up we are moving on to our first class league roster member of the week yeah we've decided to do the fcl roster member of the week and i know that's a very long title but if you shorten it it's just fcl of the week so i've i'm the one that sort of picked this out because luke was unable to do his homework on tuesday well, all right. So let me explain myself. Just oh, go ahead. All right. I watched. I was watching it, and I struggle a little bit using Twitch on my phone than most do on like a computer. And I was watching it. I was doing good. I just struggle a little bit with Twitch, but it, that's a me problem, not a them problem. Yeah. And, well, um, I was struggling on my TV because I watch it on. I watch it on my TV. And then I was having problems with that. Then I pulled it up on my phone and it was working a whole lot better. I was like, oh, maybe my TV is working a bit now. And then I put it on my TV and it started working again. I'm like, all right, I'm putting my phone down. I'm going to watch it on my big screen. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The person that we, I have chosen for FCL of the week is David Campbell, the man from Scotland himself. The reason why I decided to choose him over Jared Haibon, though Jared Haibon won his match via... TKO again just because you win by TKO doesn't mean you get FC and anything of the week I chose David because him against Cooper Barnes was such an intense match David was probably leading for a majority of it and then in round number two he got his strength of wizarding world and he just like without hesitation like the question would finish and he would have the answer right then I was like what i have i know people that can answer these wizarding world questions that fast but i have never seen it for myself and seeing him go boom 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 i was like yep he is yep i want to see you in inner geekdom now that was mainly my mind thought and my brain and then round three happened and david like made sure that he got the victory cooper barnes unable to pull that last question of in the Keanu Reeves category, which 
I mean, it's Keanu Reeves. I, mean, I can understand. It's a little difficult of a question. So, yeah, David Campbell able to pull up the win. And before we even move away from FCL, there is a big, like, reveal at the end of the first episode of FCL. The flirting flouse has returned. The flouse has returned to first class league. He is calling it the flouse class league now. Now I got to watch FCL. because Yep. Oh, the flouse. The flouse is in the house. Uh, I love the flouse. So yeah, that's, that's a major development. I feel like David Campbell is going to be someone that they're going to be putting a lot of their... Um, a lot, a lot of their eggs in the basket is going to be going for David Campbell. Same for the Cine Fanatics, like the Adams brothers, Chris and Robert. Same, I can't remember what, I think his, he would just went by the Hunter. It's like a guy with sunglasses and he looked like an agent, like a agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. member. I can't remember what his name is, but also they're going to put a lot of stock in the Flush and Flouse. I know for that. All right. So after that, let's go on to our next discussion. And what section is that, good buddy? Player of the week. Player of the week. Yeah, and today, this week, our player of the week is down, 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 down is Alex Damon. Ooh, His wow. match this past week and how he played. He was strategic. He was, yeah, it was one of those things where you and I even had the discussion last week of, oh, he's probably very focused on Star Wars. It's hard to see if he's going to pay attention to any of the other um, categories for IG, but he showed in this match, like, no, 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 no. I'm studying everything. Don't, don't just assume things. And also he showed a darker side of himself. It wasn't just darker. It was channeled. It was focused. It scared me because his next Star Wars match. Oh, but we can't forget Andrew always has been studying. He was studying before Alex Damon. He was studying during that match, and he's going to be studying getting ready for that title rematch. So I know this is Alex Damon's point, but we can't forget Andrew Dimolanta is also a strong Star Wars competitor, and we can't just assume that Alex is going to get the belt back. Oh, I'm not assuming anything. I'm just saying he scared scared me more than I've ever seen him oh, play. yeah. The only question that I know, he missed maybe like three questions in that entire match. He missed two, I think, in round one, and then he missed a question in round three. And the question that he missed in round three was a Star Trek question, which when oh. I thought of that, I was like, ha, that's funny. The Star Wars guy couldn't get a Star Trek question. That's See? not funny. That makes sense. <laughs> Damon, you need to study up Star Trek. There's not, there's more than just one star out there. Well, well here's the thing about the last season. He actually was given a lot of Star Trek questions and he did great. It was just that question again. No. Yeah. And it was, what was the name of Nero's ship? in yeah. Star Trek 2009, which even when I heard that question, I was like, I have no idea. I, I, there was no way I was going to get that one. Yeah. But yeah, no. congratulations, Alex Damon, our pick for player of the week. Good luck in your next match. Cause we know what your next match is, Alex Damon. Your next match is going to be at the end of the month where you're going to be playing 
Mike Kalinowski for the number one contendership for the IG title. That's going to be an amazing match. Oh, I can't wait to that match. The like, rematch of last year. Who are you rooting for on that one? I mean, you know who I'm rooting for, but I'm not going to tell you my predictions until that week comes around. You're not going to give me hints and spoilers. I mean, the most I can say is KO. Moving on to ah. manager of the week. Manager of the week is someone who I think a lot of people are going to be shocked that we picked. Roxy Stryer. Yes, we've chosen Roxy Stryer. Though Kate Mulligan, who was picked by the Facebook group, though Kate Mulligan was able to get Peggy Gubbins and manage her to a victory after being behind for like a round or two. I can't remember if she was behind in round two. But Kate was not again kate was like second place for us oh yeah i think roxy needed to do more to get alex damon out of his own head because alex after that title loss was probably lost in the darkness sorry i had a song pop in my head and needed to use it but yeah he she needed to get him out of his own head and i think she was able to do that she was able to do that in this match well here's my thing with roxy strike the reason why i went with Roxy is Roxy to me this season it's proving she's one of the best managers in the game I have not seen a manager this season that I've seen do as well as Roxy and I love all the other managers I will say that if there's a most improved manager of award Kate Mulligan gets most improved because if you compare the if you compare Kate Mulligan from last year to this year Oh, yeah. Two completely different managers. Well, that was also because she was something you're going to notice this season and you're watching it. The character work from the managers is secondary this season. Yeah. Last season, it was a little bit more primary. And I think it hurt a lot of managers because of it. Like, hey, her, her character hurt her more than anything. Because mm-hmm. she was very focused on trying to be funny. Oh, yeah. Roxy. Her character kind of hurt her a little bit because at the beginning of the season, she was going more heel. She was focused on being heel. This season, and she was focused by the end of the season on her players. Her players were her most important thing by the end of the season. And so she did great. And she has continued that to this season. And you're watching it. You're watching her just really get in there. All her players, not even just yeah. like... The Janine, the machine match. I was so impressed with Roxy on that match. And now with Alex, after a loss, he could have easily been, he should have, he could have easily been done. Mm-hmm. Hell, Roxy has been working with him. Roxy cares about her players more than any other manager. And that's hard to say because all the other managers are so close to their players, but you just see it on the field as a term and Roxy to me is great I would love for Roxy to win manager of the year this year but we'll see what happens as the years go on but this week she proved that she was a great manager yeah she was a great manager this week able to get Alex Salmon to get the win against the Barbarian again we'll go more into detail on that match later in the show now a new segment Everybody, get ready for a new segment. Woo, new segment. We're actually doing 
in which there's only going to be one choice. We're doing team of the week. Since we got the return of the team matches, we decided as a unit to do a team of the week, which... Unit's not very accurate, buddy. I mean, I want to make it seem like we work together on this show, which we do, people. It's just there are some times when one of us takes the reins on, on one certain topic. Anyway, you'll notice there is not a team of the week picture before this segment. Yes. Not my fault. That is this for the show. That that is again, 100 percent. That was my fault. But I think the reason why I wanted to have a team of the week is so that we could showcase sort of the winner of the match, which, again, the team of the week is Shazam, the winner of the of the number one contender match for the team's titles, which they will be playing the odd couple the exact same day of Kalinowski versus Damon. I think it's funny that the Damon Kalinowski match is happening the same day as the odd couple final exam match since both of the, I mean, odd couple Shazam match. Ah, my brain. Um, since they happened in the same week. So, yeah, I think Shazam played a great game oh, this week. That they, they proved how oh, man. perfectly they work as a team. Is it bad I was a little disappointed in the other match or final exam? I was disappointed. I, I was personally disappointed. I was like, Shazam or final exam, I know you can do better, but it's okay next time. But next time, guys, next time. We'll talk more in a little bit when we review the matches, but I don't know. It was an interesting match. Yeah, but Shazam played a great game. That's why they are the team of the week, though we don't have a graphic to show that they are the team of the week. Once, look, there's just got to be one week that they schedule. It's just all teams, like an entire, like, that's got to be a week. That way, when we actually do team of the week, we'll be able to go like, hey, we have a graphic for it now. But anyway... Those have been our rookie FCL player manager team of the week segments. There wasn't a lot in the world of news besides the flirting flouse has returned, which I wanted to say for FCL when we talked about that. So we're going to go down to our, actually our next major topic, which is predictions for this week, week eight. So, Luke, I'm pulling up the schedule in my hand. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yes, I'm, I'm always ready. I have everything pulled up. You just have to ask these things. I already got it. I mean, come on. Okay. Well, fine. So, the first match we have of the week is Brandon Tingle making his debut representing Swag versus Ty Lieberman making his debut representing the Finstock Exchange. Luke, who do you have and why? Just because we don't know a lot, and due to the fact of I've been hearing a lot of noise from the Finstock Exchange about this character and player, I'm going with Ty Lieberman. You know, any other day, you would know my response to this. You know exactly who I would be rooting for and who I would be rooting against. However, I have to base it on what's been happening this season. And by what I mean by what has been happening this season, I mean, we have to base it on how all the players have been playing. So for that, 
regretfully, I am predicting Ty Lieberman picking the win over Bradley Tingle. Don't expect this to be a recurring thing, by the way. Did that hurt? Did that hurt? Yes. I feel a knife getting stabbed into my stomach right now. It hurts. There is blood on my shirt right now. See? Anyway, moving on to the moving on to the next match. I know you just love me. <laughs> moving on to the next match. We have Mark Edward Hoyk, zero and three, representing corruption, versus Griffin Newman making his debut for the Finstock Exchange. Luke, who do you have and why? Oh. Oh. Man. Mm. Uh, I'm struggling with this one. I really am. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm struggling. Right, because me... one of them is corruption and the other one is the Finstock Exchange. Actually, that's not my reason. Well, a little bit. All right. <laughs> I'll be honest. That is a little bit of my reasoning. There is a little bit. All right. One... Griffin Newman's new. I don't know anything about him, but I'm struggling going against Finstock Exchange this year just due to their, their rookies have been doing great. Mm-hmm. They play rookies. I don't know what they're going to do against the 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 normal players we'll see what happens there because their matches have been interesting but mark hoik is a very interesting player because he's actually a good player he's just had some really bad matches yeah i'm struggling with this one because i don't know anything about griffin newman but mark hoik i know a lot on with the three matches we've watched and plus him and teams and uh, oh man, this is hard. I'm gonna go for Griffin Newman just because I don't know enough on him. Yeah, it's that, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it's understandable. Now, when I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking about like is a rookie going up against a veteran. The last time that that happened, I'm checking my notes. I do not want to be wrong. The last time a rookie made their debut against a already pre-established player was Marie Wilson versus Sean Sullivan. When it was the usual suspects versus corruption. And we're having that again with corruption, but this time against Vinsock Exchange. I think last time you and I both chose Sean Sullivan. No, we might have chose Marie Wilson. I can't remember. Um, it was that but. Way. Because I want to be different, I'm going to say Mark Hoyt because, again, I want to be different. I want it to be spicy. I want I want our predictions to be fun. That way we can go on afterwards and say, hey, I won predictions like I did la- this past week. I am one above you. Yeah. I have five victories of the week. You have four. I'm moving. I'm moving up there. Yeah, but I am moving faster. Anyway, next up. The third match of the week, we have Eric Whiteley debuting for the Quirky Mercs against Johnny Hoey or Hoey or whatever, debuting for the dungeon. Who do you have and why? You go first. I've been going okay. first too, and I want to hear your opinion. Uh, I hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure all of the music I sing is short enough to where we don't get a copyright strike. Plus, we're not making money off these videos, so go ahead, try to copyright us. You're not making money. Um, 
I'm going to, all that tangenting aside, I think I'm going to cho- choose Eric Whiteley because of, like, again, you can watch him on the Blind Wave reaction videos talking about every single fandom that he's a part of. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes on and talks about how he's been studying and making sure that he knows his stuff. He has a freaking bookshelf and all that of Star Wars. I'm not saying that Joey, Johnny, I want to call him Joey. Johnny Hoy or Hoey, however you pronounce his last name. John. Okay. Well, I have it under Johnny because that's what I saw when I was looking everything up. So, yeah, I'm going Eric Whiteley. I'm going with John Hoey. Because you want to be different? Well, that and also Dungeon. I I am looking at the Dungeon as a very interesting faction this year. They are going to be one of the best ones or the worst ones. I, the reason why I say they could be the best or the worst is because they've got some major players in the dungeon. But we also saw the same thing in the Finstock Exchange last year. We mm-hmm. saw what happened there. I mean, that just so they could be great or they could be bad. So it's hard to say for sure, but I'm going to probably go with John Hoey. I don't know enough on, on either of the competitors, but I just some going off of the teams and and saying that Quirky Merckx has um, Andrew DeMolanta who can help Eric Whiteley, but I'm just going to go with John Hoey. That is interesting choice. So far, we disagree on two. Now, for the last event, which can be seen exclusively live on if you buy the tickets or if you're a $10 Patreon patron on the Schmodown's Patreon account, we are not told to tell you this, but we do it anyway. If you are not a $10 patron, you should very much consider being a $10 patron because that is a great tier to where you can watch all their matches live when they happen. Or you can just get them a little bit early. That's all. So, going down, it's the Schmodown Throwdown. Mm-hmm. First match, the undercard. Stacy Howard, 7-5, one knockout. Representing the usual suspects versus Kevin Smith, 2-0, one knockout, representing Quirky Mercs. Luke, you go first. This one is a little bit easier for me. I'm going to go with Kevin Smith. Stacey okay. is a great competitor. But she was great with Roxy last year. I don't know what she's going to be with with the usual suspects. I'm curious to see what she does. She could do great or she could not have that fire that Roxy gave her. So I'm going with Kevin Smith also because Kevin Smith has actually been doing really well. He cares? Question mark? And you can tell? And I I didn't expect him to be as good as what he <laughs> I mean, he's been great. I've just been shocked with how great he's been. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm also going with Kevin Smith. Not Again, Stacey Howard is an amazing competitor that no one should overlook. But I think the thing that really pushes it to Kevin's side for me is that whenever he talks about movies, he is so passionate about it. Like, there are some people that you see when they talk about movies, they're talking about movies and sure, they're passionate about it, but there's something missing missing from their passion. Kevin Smith talks about movies. You can see all the passion. I mean, he blows all the passion on you. 
because I'm doing that sort of joke because that's a joke Kevin Smith would do. Um, and also I would love to see eventually, because I just want to see it. I want to see Kevin Smith fight for a belt. Imagine Kevin Smith going up against whoever's, whoever might win this next match that we're going to talk about for the singles title. Imagine director, filmmaker, writer, actor, Kevin Smith as the Smowdown movie trivia singles champion. Imagine it. Oh, that'd be great. And I like the fact that you can tell he's caring. That's yeah. You know, not a lot of celebrity players care. I think Kevin Smith is caring more and more after each match. And this is his, and I know the other two matches were real matches. This is his first non really rookie. Yeah, because when you look at it, the Jericho-Kevin Smith match was sort of like a celebrity match. Yeah. Like, sort of when you first see it, you're like, oh, those are just two celebrities playing. And then the second match, nothing against Brett Sheridan or the Flirt and Flaus. No, it was the Flirt and Flaus. It was not nothing Brett- against Nothing against the Flirt and Flaus, but Kevin Smith was going up against the Flirt and Flaus. Yeah. The Flirt and Flaus is not the greatest movie trivia showdown player to say the least. So sort of having that being Kevin Smith's he, second he match. The greatest musician ever and greatest. Are we going to do this with the flirting class now? Sport, sportsman and the greatest of all time and everything else. He's just, you know, he's so great in everything. He struggles with the movie trivia showdown and that's okay. because Yeah, that's why he's in the first class league and not act, actually in the league. Anyway, going on to the last match of the week, because this is the big one. This is the main event. We have, for the singles championship match, the challenger, Dan Merle, 17 and 6, 8 knockouts, representing the dungeon, versus the undisputed, defending, current reigning, un- Defeated champion Adam Collins, seven and zero, three knockouts representing corruption. This is their second match. This is the rematch. Luke, who do you have and why? Okay. Um, this is hard. Yes, it is. is So hard because I don't. Only thing I can say about this match is it's probably going to go down to one of the best matches we've seen in a long time. I am going with Dan Merle. Dan Merle is hot right now. He's coming off that win with Schneider. He's got a new team team member. He's in the dungeon. He seems a different player. And Collins has had a break. He's not been playing. If he'd had some team matches to kind of keep him... Not being rusty, I would think different. But he could be rusty being taking such a long break. And so I'm going to go with Dan. You talk about rust and how you think Adam Collins may be rusty. Let's look back earlier on in the season to someone that a lot of people were saying, oh, she's probably rusty because she hasn't had a match in a year. She goes on to win the inner geekdom title. And that's Mara Kanopic. 
So your argument about Rust is non-valid because Adam Collins is always watching movies. He is always training. He is a champion. He's going to make sure that he keeps that belt. This is me being very long-winded and saying, I see Adam Collins going eight and zero, defending the title against Dan Merle, beating Dan Merle one more time to where Dan Merle is going to have to go back to the back of the line. I am going to say the comparing it to the Mara Knopit match is actually not fair because you also had a short break between um, the, the that Mars match in the year before with who was it that was she played? Wow, why am I not thinking it? Um, did she play? Chandra? Chandra. Chandra had had a break, a pretty long break. They were both going into it with a break. That's not this match. Dan is not has not had a break. He's kept playing. He's practicing, and you can tell. And I know uh, Adam Collins is too, but it can happen where if you don't play for a while, you get rust. They were both going into it. Also, something for Chandra is the inner geekdom changed between that match and the other, where there was all these new movies in the inner geekdom. In the movie trivia showdown singles, it's always changing. So they're used to that. Inner Geekdom, that was a whole different ballgame. And so I am still going with Dan because he's got more fire under him right now and he's got more practice. But sometimes fire is not all you need. Sometimes you need a calm head. And Adam Collins is pretty calm right now. He is confident. And that's because Adam never stops studying. Adam continues to study. He continues to make sure that he is on his game. And also, by extension, I think... Dan's focus may not be on Adam right now. If you saw in the last um, sort of cutscene that they did between Dan and John Roca, Dan's focus is on the Finstock Exchange. He's focused on destroying the Finstock Exchange. He even he's even gone on to say that is his number one goal right now. Sure, winning the title is a goal of his, but he wants to destroy the Finstock Exchange the most. So. With all that being said, I think Adam comes out with the win, defending the title, beating Dan a second time, and continuing to be an undefeated champion, which I don't know how long it's been since we've had an undefeated champion. I think it was... It might have been Dan. Dan. It was Dan. It was when Dan beat Mark Riley. No, not just that, though. Dan also uh, beat... He he was on a run. He he defended the belt. No, I mean, like, his very first run. Like, when he... No, wait. Paulo Yama was undefeated when he held the belt for a bit. He, he didn't defend it. No, he defended against Snyder. Oh, yeah, he defended against Snyder, but couldn't defend it against Bateman. No, couldn't defend it against Merle. No, no, it was Bateman. Oh, yeah, it was Bateman. And then uh, Bateman lost it to Merle. <laughs> yeah, and then Merle lost it to Collins. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yep. Collins is gonna keep the belt. We'll see what happens. All right, let's go yeah. on to our next section. Now, the last section of our show is the titular thumbnail 
of the show. It is, we are recapping this entire week. We're not just going to focus on the team's match. We're going to put a lot of focus on that later on, like near the end, but we're going to work our way to it. So our first match of this week was a debut match. Paige Vibretti, unfortunately getting defeated by Peggy Govins, my pick to win, which again, this match was intense. I feel it was rocky. Well, I say it was intense because it was Peggy was behind. And so she had the rookie climb or she had the underdog climb and she was able to climb her way up to the victory. And there is one thing that irked me about Paige Vibretti, like in the very early on, it was when Peggy had two points and Paige only had one. And it was question three. Peggy missed the question. Paige got it. And she said, and I think Paige said something like, well, well, if you want to keep up, you got to start scoring some points. And when Paige said that, I was like, do you realize she already has two points and she was beating you? That, no, that comment means nothing right now. You're the one that was behind. You missed one already. You don't get to talk crap about that. So, yeah. I think Paige was a little overconfident, over arrogant. Sure, that should have got her to like stay in the lead for a bit. But after Kate was able to talk Peggy out of it, Peggy was able to make a comeback and get the victory in the end. What were your thoughts on the match? I, I mean, it was an interesting match. I, I think I need to stop putting so much on the rookies because I think I'm wa- wanting the rookies to be playing like Dan and and Collins. They're not doing that, but I shouldn't be wanting to, them to. You need to look at them at the rookie level. Like, these are rookies, so this is how they're going to play. Yes. I guess I'm just – the Schmodown has become such a massive undertaking from all the competitors, and you watch it like the non-rookies are great and they're getting better and better. And so when I get to see these rookies start starting, I guess I put too much on them because I see all the other players. Mm-hmm. But, and it may not have helped that I hyped up some of some of them, like Peggy and Christy and Amaru. And same when we're about to get Jacob London versus Jacoby Bancroft. I have hyped both of them up. <laughs> so. Um, I will say I, I like the match. I, both competitors played pretty well. I think it was more of watching the managers in that match than the players. And I think Kate outmanaged Sam in that match. Oh, yeah, easily. I'm, I'm not Sam, gonna... Sam was very – again, he – I think this is a problem with Sam as a manager. He sort of instills that overconfidence and arrogancy into his players, and I think that may hurt them. Yeah, like for some reason, Sam managing-wise, I've not – really been excited about it yeah he's very much every single time i hear him talk to one of his players all i'm thinking is why are you continuing to stroke their ego you need to bring them back from that ego because once you become arrogant you start thinking you're automatically going to win once you automatically start thinking you're going to win you lose so you got to pull that back i thought he was going to be one of the best managers but i don't Mm -hmm. know if i'm thinking that right now but it's okay well Best of luck to um, Paige. Congratulations to Peggy. I cannot wait to see you in the future, Peg. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have 
Alex Damon defeating the Barbarian in a very, very, very close match. I know a lot of people don't think it may not be that close, but it was actually very close. It was 24 to 28. I want to say that was the last count. Yeah, it was a four-point game, I want to say. And Damon won. He missed his two-pointer in round three, but then he got his three-pointer right, and he won it. I want to say yes. The, the match uh, result, Intergeekdom, Damon won 27 to Barbarians 24. Oh, yeah. So, hold on. Trying to do math from that. Um, who cares? Who cares three, about the math? Three, three points difference. Yeah, it was a three-point difference. But, yeah, Damon got – I feel like Damon got very lucky in round two. It was like an even playing field. Barbarian didn't do that great in the Spider-Man – category really. i thought he was gonna and do that i thought i was gonna do better too but then i missed that freaking electro question i got thrown off i knew look it. i thought it was kingpin because the way he worded it like a world without spider-man i was like oh world multiverse kingpin nope. and then i was like nope i'm wrong once i, I literally once i saw the multiple choice and i didn't see kingpin but i saw electro i was like it's electro i'm not even gonna give myself one point for that because i already got it wrong I would have missed the two-pointer. I, I knew well, it just due to the fact that I remember it in the scene, in the movie for Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think he was talking to himself and he... I think he, he might have been talking to Harry. It might have been the point where Harry was breaking him out. Who knows? That, that movie is easily forgettable and we should all forget it exists. I actually enjoyed that movie, so don't do it. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> I, I like Roxy, so that means I like Spider-Man 2. So, you know. The amazing Spider-Man 2. Of course I you love Spider-Man 2. Everyone I loves Spider-Man 2. Um, don't judge me. I actually don't really enjoy Spider-Man 2 that much. I need your Spider-Man card now. You say I, you're a Spider-Man fan. I enjoy, but yet there's parts I enjoy and don't enjoy about that movie. But yeah, Damon getting Star Wars in round two, that was like perfect for him. That once that, once that happened, he secured a victory in my mind. Well, that's the thing with it's kind of funny. Damon has this tendency, like Mike Kalinowski has, where Mike Kalinowski, when he is in singles, if he gets an inner geekdom slice, go ahead and give him all the points. That's the same way with Alex Damon with Star Wars in inner geekdom. And it's so interesting to watch that in the match where it's like these competitors know these questions better than anyone and so when they get it might as well give them the points They'll yeah win in a lot of cases yeah and it, it, again it was an intense match alex damon able to pull up the victory and now we move on to sort of like the main event of no the way. week yeah sort of because kind. it was the number one contendership for the team's championship winners will face Odd Couple, who are the champions. I don't know why I'm pausing. They will face them April 30th, and it was final exam versus Shazam, and Shazam picking up a big victory. Oh, man. I think it was by TKO. Yeah. Yes, it was by TKO. Yeah, because it came down to Paul having to answer a Liam Neeson question, 
which I, even I was like, I have no idea what that movie is. And then it's funny because then when I heard the movie, suddenly the plot started to come into my head. And I was like, wait, have I seen this movie? I don't remember watching this movie, but how do I know the plot so well? But yeah, it was, it was very close. Paul, I thought Final Exam would be able to make a comeback because of Paul going perfect. Sure, he wasn't able to get the bonus question, but he was able to go perfect in round one. I was like, oh, this may be the comeback for Final Exam, but round two really didn't help them that much. They missed a question in round two. Video games, that was a category, which, in my opinion, they missed an easy question. Well, my thing I was kind of disappointed with was Lawman. Yeah. Not play well. And the way Paul did Paul did good. Yeah. But he did not do as well as he should. He normally does. And Lon also did not play as well as he normally does. So when you put that into account against Shazam, who when they got to horror in round two and they were just storming through everything, I was like, well, I think I know who won. Well, I can also probably guarantee Paul is going to be part of the side of swag that wants Winston gone because of the way that, that Paul reacted at the end of the match. He was clearly upset with himself, but I think also with Lon. And so I think he's going to be trying to work with Chandru and Lord. I'm I'm still curious because I don't think it's gonna be Andrew Guy anymore. I don't think it's gonna be Guy. I'm curious who they're gonna have be their manager. I still lean till towards Guy because we just haven't had much of Guy yet. Mm-hmm. But I could see it being Guy. Once the storyline for Guy starts really showing more, I could see it still happening. It's possible, but again, with him, with his connection with Grace now and trying to usurp Christian, I don't think it's going to be Guy personally. However, I am looking forward to seeing what Shazam is able to do against the odd couple. This is this is a rematch from the spectacular. See, look, if you noticed, a lot of the title matches this season, besides the Inner Geekdom one, are rematches. Oh yeah. Adam Collins versus Dan Merle 2. Shazam Odd Couple versus Shazam 2. We're getting a lot of rematches. And then if Kalinowski is able to beat Damon, Kalinowski versus Markanopic 2. We're getting a lot of matches this rematches this season. And I'm again, the next Star Wars title match is Demolanta versus Damon 2. So I'm very curious on what happens this upcoming season when it comes to title matches. Well, I do have a question. Do you think the rookie class this year is as strong as past? One moment. As as you can see, he's uh, having technical difficulties. But I don't know. For me, for some reason, I feel the rookies are not as strong because we are having these matches that are redoing in these set where they're rematching each other i find that interesting i think that might be the route that's happening right now that the rookie class is not moving up as quickly as some would help but i think as the year goes on you're going to see these rookies really show their stuff but it's interesting to see them right now i think 
looking at the rookie class, I think it depends on which competitor gets the right, I don't want to say the right push, but sort of the right, I, I don't even want to say the right competitors because I could see a Jacob London potentially going for the title. I could see Amaru Moses potentially going for the title. Like there are like, rookies this season that I could see going for the title this season but it's all dependent on the competition and who they play and how yeah. the questions are written and how they play during the match it's like it's all up in the air it's, it's not always about oh I see this person I think they're going to be able to go all the way it's like no I can't I can't say that because there are so many factors yeah it's a interesting season and we'll watch as the year goes on but Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds we had finished talking about the matches and everything else. Anything you want to say before we end for today, Eli McKay? FCL, first class league. You have been seeing how I've been playing an inter- inner geekdom. Just saying, when you're ready to put out an inner geekdom division in FCL, call me or email me or message me via Twitter, whatever. It's up to you. But yeah, that's mainly it. That's all. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show into the Smodown Galaxy. Luke, where's all your social stuff? Just look me up at Luke Sutter. My Twitter is LukeST16. Everyone, thanks for watching today. We are a little bit quicker, but that might just mean we're doing our show better. I don't know yet. But thank you for watching, everyone. Yeah, and you can find me everywhere at Mr. Eli Mac. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um... Yeah, those are the only social medias that I really use besides Facebook, which if you find me on Facebook, whoa, excuse me, there's more than one Eli McKegg in the world. Um, And you can follow both of us on the Galaxy Geeks Twitter handle at Galaxy Geeks 1. And if you're listening to us via podcast, please give us a five-star review. We would love to know what you would like like to give us, even if it's, even if it's you saying, hey, we hate you. No. Give us a five-star review. Also, for the people watching us on YouTube, you can like, subscribe, give us a comment. Make sure you interact with us. And if you want to get all the notifications on when a new video comes out, just hit the little bell button and you'll be able to know when our next video is coming out. We are still working on that project that I've been teasing for weeks at this point. We're just trying to make sure that it is just right and just perfect so that everyone can watch it and be like, oh, they're actually trying really hard to give us a good product. And Luke is a little lazy. So. And Luke is a little lazy. A part of Look, I had to message him so many times just to download everything I gave him. I was literally like, Luke, download, download, download. He's like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it later today. I'll look at it later today. Still wasn't downloaded. Luke, download the footage. That way it doesn't go away. And that way I don't have to remake it. Don't have to film it again. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. For Luke Stoddard, I have been Eli McKegg. And remember, be kind and be nice. Thank you so much. Peace.